Yins guys. Thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today's December 19th. Yes, MLB is still on lockout mode. So we're going to do some things a little different tonight. Only a little news, but we're going to be talking bucko baseball. Let's get into it. My name is Josh, joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? How are we doing, man? Well, spent a lot of time over the past couple of weeks looking for a new car. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid deer ran right into the side of my house. I was on the phone with you, actually, when it happened. Totaled it. So it's frustrating, but it is what it is. Yeah. I spent the week in Disney World. All four parks, five days. Let's just say I got multiple opportunities to be a dad this week. <laughs> Dude, you get you get to a point where you say, I can't walk anymore. And then your kid yeah. says, carry me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you say, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> That's basically how it works. But... Uh, yeah, I do have one story. Uh, so because I was going to be walking all of those days, I said, okay, I know, I know what I'm going to do. And so one of my carry on bags was our Norma tech boots. If you guys are unfamiliar with the Norma techs, it's like this, it's compression. Um, I forget what they're actually called like compression massage. Basically they're, you get these tubes. It fills up with different sections on your legs with compression it increases blood flow, which uh, basically you bounce back faster. Your heel, not your heel time, but your recovery time yeah. is sped up. So anyway, Expedited. we took we took our our Normatech boots with us so we could put them on after each day so that we'd be ready to bounce back the next day. All that stuff. Well, <clears throat> we get them out one day. And it doesn't turn on. We we just charged the unit or whatever. It's not turning on. The light on the back is stuck on green, but the screen's not lighting up. And I'm like, no. Mm. So I'm like, okay, well, how do you reset it? So we're trying all these things. I look it up. You reset it by taking the battery out, putting it back in. You need a screwdriver to do that. Okay, let's get a screwdriver. We're, we're, we got an Airbnb, right? There's a screwdriver somewhere. Somewhere, no, right? No screwdrivers. No one has one. We, we got a truck there, and he's like, dude, I just unloaded all my stuff before the trip. Like, all, like I would have had a screwdriver. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So we're looking all over. Finally, we're like, let's just go. We can go to a gas station. We can get one. We can fix this. Get on to a gas station. They don't have a screwdriver. So then we go on down to Walmart. I said, I'll go in. My father-in-law says, I'll just wait outside. I'll pick you up. Perfect. How long can it take to get a screwdriver? Right. Cheapest screwdriver there, 350, six in one, got the different bits. Perfect. Now I know it fits. Mm-hmm. So I go up to the front, excuse me. I go up to the front and I scan it. I set it aside. I pull out my phone because it's 2021. <laughs> and I'm I'm like, where the heck do I scan my phone? So then this dude comes over. I was like, hey, hey man, like can I pay with my phone? No. I was like, well, anywhere here, can I pay with my phone? Not at Walmart. This is Walmart in 2021. (laughs) Like, there's not... Anyway. So, I'm like, okay. Uh, He's like, if you have the Walmart app, you can pay with that. To which I wanted to say, so you're telling me there's a way to pay with my phone? Because you just told me there wasn't. (laughs) 
So yeah. I'm like, all right. So I, I, I'll step aside, let somebody else, literally $3.50 is all I need. So I'm, I go, I get the, down, the Walmart app, start downloading it, 2%. I'm looking at my phone, 3%. And I was like, I'm not waiting for this to download. <laughs> so so I, I call Katie and I said, hey, do you have the Walmart app? And she's like, yeah, I got it. I was like, all right, open it up. Here's what I'm going to do. So this is what I did. So I went up to the thing, I scanned it, and then it comes up with a bar, like a, um, what are they called? Not a barcode. Um, QR code. QR code. Comes up with the QR code. I take a picture of it, send it to Katie's sister, and Katie scans the barcode off of her phone and pays for the Walmart. <laughs> no. <laughs> From the Airbnb. <laughs> that's That's absurd. <laughs> That's just asinine. So then I go outside and raise like, my father-in-law. He's like, why don't you just ask me to come in? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I got about halfway through this process and thought, I want this to work so bad that I'm just going to go through with this first. <laughs> and so, yeah, miles away from Walmart, she paid for the screwdriver at Walmart. And the, and the, That's I, hilarious. By the time we got back there, I'd popped the back off, taken the battery out, everything worked perfect. So... If you want a conclusion in the story, it worked perfect. But the real story was the fact that I took a picture of a <laughs> Q, of a QR code, texted it to somebody, and it was scanned from there. And I'm just like looking at the screen. I didn't have her on the phone at the time. I'm just looking yeah. at the screen, and it was like processing your e-receipt. And I'm like, that's hilarious. And the kid came that's over. Crazy. He's like, because I went to take a picture of it, and he's and he comes over and he's like, no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> he, it, I felt like he was about ready to say, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> <laughs> at, at that point, you'd have been like, mm, is it? No. <laughs> and I said, uh, well, no, I understand. I couldn't get the app, but if this works, it's going to be hilarious. And so I'm going through it, and he's like, oh, okay. And uh, the, he, he laughed like he thought it was hilarious. <laughs> how but, could you not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's my... Of all the things uh, that I could have a story about at Disney World, that was the thing. <laughs> it was the Walmart trip. That it was the Walmart trip to get the screwdriver at 9.15 or so to fix the Normatec boots so that we could get our compression game on. That's funny. You know, there are other things, but that's my favorite part of the whole trip. <laughs> so That's good. Yeah. So, baseball. Yeah. I mean, there's just nothing going on, man. No. Um, got to talk to, I got to talk to a couple of my former players, though, a couple of college ball players. Yeah. One of, them, one of them plays baseball at Ohio State. So that was good. Got to throw some BP. Felt good to just use a baseball. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, it's driving me nuts. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, you think Gregory Polanco maybe feels that way? Mm-hmm. He might sign in Japan. Probably good. I mean, he can make a little bit of money, right? Yeah. I think Freddie Galvis is going to make like $6 million of an, in a two-year deal, something like that. Like, that's better mm-hmm. than signing a minor league deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Mets hire Buck Showalter as manager. What do you think of that? I don't know what I think of that. I guess he's going to make it's... like a lot of money, too. But Yeah. I don't know. I just... He's he's gonna make more money 
than any of the Pirates players will make. <laughs> yeah, like he's probably going to make like $10 million. And we don't have yeah. one guy going to make $10 million that actually plays the game. Circumstantial, I whatever. Know. I mean, I know we could yeah. go sign somebody who makes that, but yeah, I whatever. Uh, the last little bit of news as far as like around the league or whatever, Jamison Tyone, I mean, we say around the league, but mostly we're looking at like former players and then like mega stories, but Jamison Tyone, uh, probably going to miss some games at the beginning of the year. Uh, if it gets started on time, ankle yeah. surgery on October 28th. And they are just not sure about the timeline. Not a lot of pitchers have ankle surgery. This guy has been through it all. Yeah, the doctors said what they said. They told him, You're the pitching experts. Yeah, I don't know when you're going to be back. I deal with ankles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, Jameson Tyon, hey, we're going to talk about Jameson Tyon and injuries in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get into, yeah. uh, we're going to get into Joel Hanrahan, uh, briefly, uh, leaving the Pirates. And then, um, you know, with the lack of, MLB like actual news, meaning nothing for the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're gonna have a little fun, and we're we're gonna take a look at players, Pirates players, that we got it wrong on. Basically, we took a look at these guys, and we either said I really like this guy, or I don't see anything out of this guy, and then got it wrong. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a fun way to do it, but I, you know. W- I think we'll kind of bring it home in the end. Hopefully we do. Yeah. If not, it'll be a fun conversation anyway. Maybe bring up some names that you guys are like, maybe you think we're crazy for being high on them or crazy for being low on them. Or or maybe you might just say like, wow, I haven't heard that name. You know, little 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 reminisce a bit. Yeah. So uh, Joel Hanrahan leaves the Pirates to pursue other opportunities. And oddly enough, like if you look at his... Twitter, he doesn't really tweet, but he decided to announce this via Twitter. After five years coaching with the Pirates, I've decided to move on and look for other opportunities. Thank you to the Pirates for giving my first shot at coaching. I wish all the players, coaches, and the organization the best. I'm looking forward to a new challenge and opportunity. Um, what do you make of this? Um, you know, I'm a little bummed. I, I was hoping to see him and a Pirates uniform again coaching. I was hoping he made it up to be our pitching coach. Yeah, they seem pretty they seem pretty set as far as uh as far as the actual pitching coach, but mm-hmm. you could always have more assistance. You know, yeah. you can't have enough people. I think that's a fair I think it's a fair thing to to wish for. Yeah. But apparently they weren't going that way and Maybe he's got another team that he's interested in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounded like, according to one of the things I read, it sounded like he does have something else kind of lined up or at least something else that he's interested in or something, but I don't really know. Um, you know I don't, maybe their philosophies didn't completely line up too. I'm not, you know, I don't know. Yeah, they're making a little bit of a deal. I thought it was interesting that, like, if you read MLB trade rumors, it seems like the Pirates are changing their their pitching philosophy, like, mm-hmm. out of the blue. But, like, I don't really think that's the case. I think that – that because uh, Jason Mackey wrote the wrote the article on the, the changes in the pitching philosophy and all that stuff. I think it's more of the pitching development 
progress or process more than the philosophy. Well, well, his article was about the philosophy and the changes in the philosophy okay. and where they were saying, like, we're not going to pitch to contact anymore. Right. We're going to we're going to pay attention to what you have as a tool set and we're going to work with you on your tools and work with this guy mm-hmm. on his tools and things like that. And yes, like to speak to what you were saying, like the one thing to take away from that in, in his article, especially was he was quoting certain players and saying how much they've appreciated that and how much they've grown with that, which obviously is going to, is going to really increase uh, the effectiveness of your development and whatever, you know what I mean? So Yeah. yeah, I'm there, but I don't see like, I, this didn't change now. This changed when Sherrington came in. Yeah. I mean, at least that's what I, I mean, that's what we've been banking on. If it didn't change until right now, then what have you been wasting your time doing? Right. Like we understood that they were going to be player centric and individual. And so I think this has been going on or else these guys wouldn't be able to testify to this. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But the MLB trade rumors thing made it seem like, their take on it was that this was happening now. No, this has been happening. Mm-hmm. So I can't say, like, you can't put two and two together and say, well, Hanrahan doesn't like the way they're going with this. Well, if he didn't, he's right. been dealing with it now for a couple of years. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't really think yeah. that's it. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're Joe Hanrahan pitched for Pittsburgh right at the yeah. height of of making this thing happen. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, we're you know what I mean. So we have a little bit of a a fan uh, attachment to him, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes it fun. fair. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what makes you wish that if you're gonna have a pitching coach, a lot of times if he's a you know what I mean, you want him to say like, oh yeah, he pitched for the Pirates, he was really good. Yeah, and we traded him for Mark Melanson, who was really good too. Right. So maybe I, I'm just reaching. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know what I make of it. I mean, nothing in, I mean, he was our like minor league coach of the year, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get something for that. It's not like they just give that away to former buckos who are coaching. Right. So there's some value that's, that's a little lost there. Maybe it's because yeah, I mean, there wasn't opportunities. Maybe it's just because he likes another opportunity better. Right. You got anything else on that? Uh, not really. Not Good really. luck. Good, Good luck, luck, Joel. Yeah. Good luck. You know, I mean, I I hope, you know, maybe his opportunity's in the bigs and go for you, buddy. Yeah, or at least has a clearer path to that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I really have, too. Joel Hanrahan's gone. Uh, we didn't really see him much, so. Yeah. Is what it is. All right, you ready to have some fun? Absolutely. All right. I don't even know that we should title this. I mean, I have in my little thing, how could you be so wrong? Let's title it that. How could you be so wrong? So we're going to take a look. You know, we just went back to, I think, what did we say? PNC Park era. PNC Park era players, mainly just because, like, any before that and we were kids. Actually, Mm -hmm. for some of that, you were a kid. It's like there was a couple guys you were like, dude, I was in middle school. I mean, like, I could tell (laughs) you that I love this guy, but it's not like I had any... Like, I was a middle school kid. You know what I mean? Right. Oh. So, for me, at least, I was graduating high school. I was a I was a Rockies fan at that point. Yeah, you, you did your little... 
I'm going to go be a Rockies fan for a while before mm-hmm. you came back to the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Before I grew up and wisened up. Yeah, but you were a Pirates fan by the time you got out of high school. You were back with yeah. the Pirates by the time you were out of high school. I mean, yeah. you never really stopped. I mean, you didn't have a choice. Yeah, no, I never. The Pirates were what was on TV, him. and you know, yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah, you left. You were gone from the Rockies by the time they made the World Series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. But I still rooted for him the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. <clears throat> I got you. All right. So basically, here's here's the gist of this. Like we we just went through and we just looked at some guys. And it's guys kind of like, you know, you get that top prospect. He's coming up, and everybody's super excited about it. You show up at the park to see him make his debut, all those things. For me, that, I mean, most recently, uh, most recently? Not most recently. Like, we went to see O'Neill Cruz. That's most recently. Yeah. Um, Cole Tucker, you know what I mean? Like, that was, I went to the game. I was like, oh, Cole Tucker's getting called up. I'm going to the game. I didn't think yeah. necessarily that Cole Tucker was ready. He was kind of forced into it because of the injuries, but it still was exciting. Yeah. I knew it was a cup of coffee, which ended up being more than a cup of coffee, and then somehow here we are. <laughs> but the idea was that we were excited about Cole Tucker. He was exciting. He was a round one draft pick. You know what I mean? Like this was a yep. this was a thing, and you know. A lot of us, whether we just wanted him to be good or whether we thought he was going to be the shortstop, you know, we missed on that. So that's kind of that. Now, that's not to say Cole Cole Tucker's still young. A lot of these are a little more sure than Cole Tucker. Cole Tucker is not a bust by any stretch of the imagination yet. No, not Uh, yet. It just hasn't clicked for him to, to go out and say, like, without a shadow of a doubt, he's our starting shortstop next year, right? So that's all that's saying. Um Another example would be Jose Bautista. Who yeah. knew? What, what happened there? Yeah. So, obviously, nobody thought everybody was high on Cole Tucker. Nobody really was like, oh, Jose Bautista is going to hit 40 bombs a year, X amount of years, and have one of the most epic bat flips that's going to be memed for <laughs> a decade later. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what he's going to be when the Pirates gave up on him twice. Yeah. So, no. Nobody saw that coming. But that's an example of this. That was a miss. I mean, like, you could call it a miss. Or basically, you could just say, I was low on Bautista, I guess. I didn't think he'd be a superstar. And yeah. so I missed on that one. Brandon Moss. You brought him up when we were talking earlier. Mm-hmm. He left. Uh, when we let him go, he ends up in Oakland. And what, he, what did we look up? He had, like... Two or three 30 homer seasons. Yeah. Something like that. So. Didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming when he didn't even hit 10. Uh, Warren Morris comes in. Rookie of the. Uh, runner up rookie of the year. With the yeah, third place rookie of the year votes. 15 homers. Whatever his numbers were. And then. Epic walk off homer in the college world series. Yeah. And I didn't set my. Uh, for those of you who just heard that notification. I didn't set my focus assist. That was good. Anyway, yeah, the, yeah, the College World Series home run, but then even came into the majors was awesome. And then mm-hmm. the next year, sophomore slump, and then it turned out to be more than a sophomore slump and just kept going down. So that was Warren Morris. And then 
you know, I think he kind of like was a little bit okay with Detroit for a year, but then, you know, I think he just went to coaching yeah. or something. Um, Chris Benson, this is, you know, the, the quintessential number one overall pick that just never seemed to make it happen. Yeah, he was okay for a little bit, but no. just a number one overall pick. Yeah. No. Just didn't didn't make it happen. No. And the most recent one that I'm going to say, which is probably going to be the one that most of you would say like, oh, come on, but whatever. Jake, you're going to go ahead and say it. Say, oh, come on. <laughs> Here's the thing. Gregory Polanco was the last piece to the dream outfield. Mm-hmm. With Andrew McCutcheon being the top. The dream outfield that we already had. And then and then Starling Marte and then Gregory Polanco pieces in to finish it off to make this dream outfield of of basically three center fielders is what we thought we yeah. were. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And... You know, it looked like it started to click for good at age 26. He hit the 23 homers going into September, and then, you know, the slide in a second or whatever, dislocates his shoulder, shoulder surgery right then, season was over, 2019 was a wash. He came back from that, and it just wasn't the same. And then 2020 was another bad season, and we all went into 2021 saying, I'm done. Except for me, Mm -hmm. I really thought there was enough to say if he is able to get over the the shoulder uh, shoulder injury, he could still show something. I still think he could. I still think he's young enough to go sign a two-year deal in Japan. And if he's capable of getting healthy, be something. But either way, he's not what we thought he would be. Right. We saw it in 2018. We thought he was going to have it, but this dude was just injury after injury. Could not stay on the field. And I think just the the culmination of all the injuries when the shoulder surgery happened is just too much. I think he just broke down mm-hmm. and but I always it's all it's there. Like the talent is there. Yeah. It could have been there. I, and so for me, that's an injury thing and I think that as much as we say he was a bust, like, no, I mean, he showed us he could play well if he was healthy. The problem was being healthy. And I just think that his Damn. career was derailed by that shoulder surgery and is never the same. So Gregory Polanco would be another one where we were high on him. and But, but the reason I say that is I don't know, like, all of these guys have different reasons. Cole Tucker's career is not over. Gregory Polanco a little more over than Cole Tucker's, but still not over, but his was injuries. Cole Tucker's was probably the fact that he was rushed. Yeah. Um, Brandon Moss uh, or Chris Benson, I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) Warren Morris, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? I'm in high school when he broke into the league, so I don't, I wasn't as into it as, as an adult. And then Jose Bautista and Brandon Moss, who are on the opposite side of that, where we were low on them and, you know, for whatever reason, it clicked somewhere else. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I know Brandon Moss was a, it was a swing change. You know, Jose Bautista, yeah, his game was. Different perspective. Yeah. Jose Bautista, his game was power. A lot of times power takes longer to develop. Mm-hmm. So that could be that too. Either way, it doesn't matter why. Like for the guys that we were high on, it doesn't matter why 
it didn't work out. Like it still counts. Sure. And if I thought somebody was going to be a Hall of Famer, like I could come in here and say, I thought McCutcheon was a guaranteed career-long pirate and Hall of Famer, no doubt. 500 home runs. If that's what I thought of McCutcheon, then he would have fallen short of that even now. Yeah. So I would I would be able to put him in this list. I did not think that he was going to hit 500 home runs, but I'm just using that as an example. Like, just because you, you McCutcheon did. was awesome and he's an MVP. We both did. Say that he was going to be a Hall of Famer, though. Uh, I thought he had a chance. Yeah, and yeah, and he was probably he probably could have been. Mm-hmm. Especially the way that they kind of treat it now. Yeah, a lot of people get in that I'm kind of like, eh. so I thought maybe he had a chance. But anyway, um, do we gonna do honorable mentions now or wait? Let's wait. We'll do them last. Yeah. We'll do them last. All right. So why don't you kick it off? Why don't you give me? Um, Give me one of your highs. I'm going to go with Jung Ho Gung. Okay. Jung Ho Gung come over from Korea and we're like, all right, we got our power hitter. Hopefully it translates. And it, and it did. It, it started too, but it goes back to Korea. The UIs gets stuck in Korea. Has to miss out on, missed a whole year, didn't he? A whole year and a half. Uh, yeah, 2017, completely gone, came back at the end of 2018 for three games. Yeah. So basically missed two years. Yeah. And just didn't. Just, of a four year deal. Yeah. And it just didn't trade. He almost seemed like he couldn't hit himself out of a wet paper bag after that. Yeah. I mean, he still had the home runs a little bit, but I mean, we all mm-hmm. know, we all know what it was like in 2019. You know what I mean? And it yeah. was, uh. It was rough. It just felt like it wasn't. It wasn't the same. He he wasn't. He didn't have a job. You know what I mean. He had to win it. Right. And right. it just wasn't the same. One sixty nine. If you're watching the YouTube, I am pulling it up. Um. So we are going to look at some of the some of the stat lines for these guys. But I mean, those numbers aren't good at all. No. In 2019, so you could see like the first two years, 15 homers. You know, 355 on base. He kept that both years, even though the average dipped. He kept that on base. Slugging went up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it looked like, yeah, you could be headed for that to continue to increase. And as and the as the lineup was getting, you know, hopefully getting better, this was a yeah. big part of us kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. And when you can look at it too, his his batting average went down. He was unlucky that year because his strikeouts went down, his walks went up. Well, his, his so plate appearances just, went down too, as yeah. far as the strikeouts and everything. You know what I mean? That's like, true. Yeah. You know, he's a hundred or twenty three games less, and about a hundred plate appearances less. So, you know that it, it still doesn't add up to quite that same number. But you know, he obviously right. like he was walking more often the second year, a lot more often. Yeah. So, but yeah, so Jung Ho Gung, I, I, I'm, I'm down with that. Now, see, this is actually one of those examples where you're really high on somebody and this is like a weird way to be like, we're not just dog. Like this was of course circumstantial and kind of weird in that way, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, doesn't matter for whatever reason, you know, a guy that you thought had a chance to hit 30 homers in a year, only hit 46 in his career. <laughs> Because it only lasted <laughs> basically two years. Yeah. But, yeah, that's crazy. Um, So my first 
guy that I would have been really high on is, I know this is like a, it's not a cop-out. It's not a cop-out. Jamison Tyon. I mean, we just talked about him. I said we were going to talk about him. So I'm going with Jamison Tyon. I thought coming into this whole thing that he was going to be better than Garrett Cole. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was there. I thought the attitude was better. I thought the stuff was better. I thought it was more refined. He can strike him out, but he also can pitch to contact and get ground balls, where I thought that Garrett Cole was so dominant at the strikeout that he would lean on that. Of course, uh, you can credit Neil Huntington and the pitching philosophy, possibly. I mean, Garrett Cole could have been better in Pittsburgh had they just let him be him. Yeah. But either way, I thought Tyone was going to end up better than Garrett Cole. That's just what I thought. That's how high I was on Tyon. And that dude's been through it all, man. Tommy yeah. Johns, more than once. Uh, cancer. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, there was just so much, and it felt like, what, he got hit in the face with a line drive? I mean, there's so many things that he had to go through that, I mean, just kept over kept overcoming, and he's still a great pitcher. Yeah. But because of those injuries... No, you could say he'll never be. I know that like he could still end up, he might still win a Cy Young somehow. He's got years yeah. left. You know what I mean? You never yeah. know. But the point is, is you know, I was looking at a guy who was going to win multiple Cy Youngs, and he was going to have one by the time he left Pittsburgh. Yeah, and it didn't happen. And it was, you know, it's it's injuries again that that stopped that. But I was super high on Tyone, man. I just couldn't I, I wait. Think we all were. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't wait. All right, who you got? How far back are we going here? So what do we what do we get? We got so right around the same time, like yeah. in that in that kind of era. My, I mean, mine's gonna be all around in that era for this. Yeah, because I got Jose yeah. Asuna next. Yeah, you're right. Yours are Jose Asuna. I mean, this guy, he'd come off the bench. It seemed like every time, okay, we need a big big swing right here. Let's put it, and he'd come through. He had five pinch hit home runs and what was that? 2018? 2000. Yeah. Let me. 2018 uh, or 19. He had five pinch hit home runs. Of his 10 home runs. Yeah. I know I have his page up here. I'm getting it. Keep going. Here we are. Nope. That's. But, there we are. Let me switch over. Yeah. 2000. Uh, oh, I'm on splits. He was better against righties, if you want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is odd, that. being that a right handed hitter, but. Yeah. 2019 was the year he had to 10 home runs, yeah. Yeah. So he had 10 home runs, and five of them came off the bench. Yeah. I thought, you know, I, I looked at this guy. I was like, man, this could be our first baseman. You know, I mean. He was definitely a better, like, defensive first baseman. Yeah. Than what we had there. But, but we had Josh Bell there. So, you know, I, I kind of get it. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Yeah, I like maybe that. Maybe he could have been a good piece to just have on the bench. You can use him as a pinch hitter for the pitcher late in the game. Go ahead and slot him into first to be a defensive replacement there. You know, we could have used him. Yeah. So, and, yeah, that's the other thing is like, so we started off with Gung. You're saying, you know, cornerstone player, Tyone, ace. You're looking at Jose Asuna just to say, like, you were high enough to say he could have been a part of. Uh, even if it's just a bench roll, he would have been productive. Yeah. And he didn't even end up being that. And I, I, I think he could have been 
2021. You know, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, year that we yeah. just had, he could have been better than Nagowski. Yeah. He could have been better than Kai Tom. Yeah. Or even Polanco. Yeah. You know? I mean, the problem is, is that you'd like to say he hit against lefties and Polanco against righties, but... Yeah. That Couldn't didn't work that. for Osuna because he's better against righties, which is, you know, maybe the problem, but I... I I think I'm okay with that because of the the what what we had going on at first base and outfield. Yeah, he certainly could have. He certainly he, he certainly could have helped this team. Yeah. Uh, 2020, he had four home runs, 205 average, 244 on base. And I think we gave up, like you know, the, the Pirates gave up on him after that. But and there was a lot of guys who just didn't do well in that year yeah i feel like he'd just go in and just throw that year right out the window yeah i just think it's probably a matter of you know 40-man roster trying to get guys on yeah. and off and sherrington comes in he wants to take a look at what he's got and he didn't see it so mm-hmm. that just that's fair yeah he didn't have a lot of great numbers you know i mean the best he did was 2019 where he was coming off the bench a lot 10 home runs, 264, only 94 ga- 95 games, but he played 105 games his rookie season, but less plate appearances. So it was more like even more off the bench. Still, yeah. seven home runs, 269 on base. So, like, I don't know. I see that. And it's not like you're saying he was going to be the answer. Right. But I like that. High on him and, and just felt like he could have got a better shot. That's good. Uh, I will go with, my next guy, I thought was the future closer for the Pirates, Vic Black. Mm-hmm. And I might have been the only guy super high on him. Like to the point where for the next two years, I was like MLB The Show, like one of my first picks was trading for him. And I was always mm-hmm. mad because I was like, oh, man, MLB The Show, you, you, know, you don't treat him good. But uh, he had a rough go of it. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought he was going to be good. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't work out for him. Barely came up with us before we dealt him. Uh, what was the deal? He was in the Marlon Bird deal. Is that right? Yeah. So the Marlon Bird deal at the end of the year, I mean, he was the player to be named later. That's right. We sent Dilson Herrera there. Mm-hmm. And we got Marlon Bird for the end of the year, which was a great, you know, great pickup to get Marlon Bird. He was big time. Yeah. I remember going to the playoff, one of the playoff games in St. Louis, and he had a pop-up to the infield. It was the game Garrett Cole won in St. Louis. And uh, Petey with the big home run. Um, but Marlon Bird had a pop-up to the infield at whatever age he was at that time. I mean, I, it was the end of his career, right? I mean, he was right. he was upper 30s at least. and Or at least mid, I mean. And he rounds first just booking it. And they drop the pop fly, and he ends up at second base. And I'm like, look at the dude just showing all these guys on the Pirates. Like, this is how it's done. So I thought, just that moment right there, I was like, man, this is a good pickup. But anyway, mm-hmm. player to be named later was Vic Black, and I was I was mad. I was like, we already gave him Dilson Herrera, which at the time, you know, some guys were high on Dilson Herrera, who ended up not being much. But Vic Black, I mean, if I can go back to this overview here. I think we looked at this too. 2014, 
with the Mets. He was a 260 ERA in 41 games. And I was like, then he fell off the face of the earth. What happened? Turns out he was injured quite a bit that year. And he he got hurt. Oh, you know what? I got it on my other screen here. That's funny. Um, he was shut down uh, due to a shoulder strain. And then late, late September, they said he shut down their whole year. And it was like he never recovered from that. He basically rehabbed the entire 2015 season and then just never, like we looked at it, his numbers were on the last page I was on, uh, if, you're, if you're watching. But like even his minor league. Uh, they were bad. They were bad. Well into the fives and sometimes the sixes in ERAs. Never figured it out after that shoulder strain. Never got back above, what was it, double A? Double A. Never got back above double A, even played a little independent ball and did not fare well in independent ball and finally hung it up. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, was surprising. I really did. I was high on him. He was one of the guys that I thought, this guy's going to close games out for us. Makes me kind of wonder if Blake Cedarland is ever going to close games out for the Pirates. <laughs> I mean, he's had so many injuries, and you're just looking yeah. like we've, we've looked at him as a guy who could possibly – you know, be that guy. Just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. All right. Next guy. Next guy I got Colin Moran. Really, really recent thought, pick here. Yeah. I really thought the power would develop. He's got family history in the majors. And mm -hmm. you know, we're big on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I mean, it, it could still develop. It really could. I think something could click. He could be, you know, another guy who's super late, like Brandon Moss. You know, I mean, you don't know, but it. it I think it was time to move on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's interesting. High on Colin Moran. I mean, the the Garrett Cole trade. I think we were all kind of reaching for something we wanted to be. I remember saying like, oh, Michael Felice could figure this out. He's got the stuff. He just hasn't been able to figure it out. I've, Felt mm -hmm. like maybe he could have been, and he just never. And I, yeah, Jason Martin was, eh. I mean, you just felt like maybe something would click with him, but maybe not. It never did. Yeah. And, but Colin Moran was kind of the guy. I mean, obviously Joe Musgrove did work out. Right. So, yeah. he, But he was the big piece, I felt like. And I yeah. felt, you know what I mean, who was just kind of like getting his well, getting thought, his bearings at the major league level. And I thought, yeah, Joe Musgrove's going to yeah. be the guy. But you were – you. When you get rid of Garrett Cole, you were, you were hoping to get two guys. Yeah, and so Colin Moran, who was a former high uh, high prospect, you thought, okay, this could click for him. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I could see that. I don't know that. I mean, I guess once uh, once I started seeing him play, I had my doubts. You know, things a little bit slow. Yeah, I just felt like everything was a little bit slow. But he showed signs of, you know, being a good hitter, but. Yeah, the power yeah. just never showed up really like we like you thought. Right. I was high. I was high on him. All right, this next guy, I know you were high on him too cuz we used to talk about this all the time. This has been a talk amongst us for years. Years. Uh years. Yeah, years. Technically still just 33 years old. <laughs> you never know. Uh, my last, uh, my last guy is Jose Tabata. Jose Tabata was just a good hitter. Mm -hmm. He was a good hitter. He hit good. Came up at twenty one. We got him from the Yankees, right? That sound right? 
think we got him from the Yankees. We sure did. We got him along with Jeff Carson's Daniel McCutcheon and Ross Ollendorf for Damaso Marte and Xavier Nady. I mean, all four of those players played for the Pirates and were good. Yeah. All, all right. six of those guys played for the Pirates and were good. Yeah, the guys Nady that we got rid of. And, yeah, yeah, you're right. Damaso Marte was good. Yeah. Probably Mar- probably Damaso Marte the best of the six. Yeah. You know what I mean? But and then the and, and the Pirates, you saw it on this page if if you're watching, and then he was traded to the Dodgers for Mike Morse. And then like the next summer released and not nothing. Sign I guess he signed with the Blue Jays and then not, I didn't even realize that. I'd like to look. We didn't look at the minor league numbers past that, but no. So he also, I mean, like he signed a deal with the Pirates, like an mm-hmm. extension. You know, he was part of that crew. I mean, it was a much, it was worth much less um, than you know, like the Polanco and the Marte deals and and whatnot, and the, and McCutcheon and all those. But does it say actually? No, I mean total made was thirteen million. So like there was money at least. Man, we paid for four and a half million. All right, sorry, sidetrack. Anyway, Jose Tabata basically hit 275 in his six years with Pittsburgh, and that's with a 243 thrown in there. So is it actually even better than that? Yeah. 299, 346. 266, 349. So on base was still there even though the average dropped. There was the 243, 315. That was a rough year, 2012. And then 282, 342, 282, 314. So the walks went down a lot that year. Seven walks in 80 games. Yeah, they went down a lot. (laughs) Yeah, they did. And then, you know, just 27 games. So 289, 341. So right around, you know, 330, 340 uh, on base. Now the slugging's not high because he didn't have a lot of power. Six home runs was the most he ever hit. Uh, That was the most games he ever played. In 2013. Mm-hmm. And then his last two years, which were not very many games, like 80 games and 27 games, he didn't hit his, a single home run. Um, not even a lot of doubles. Like, he was a singles hitter with not a lot of speed, but he had good averages. Like, his last yeah. three years, he was above 280. 282, 282, 289. And his on-base, uh, with that one year being the weird, like, 314. But other than that, Consistently in the 340s on not in the on base too. Yeah. And just felt like he never got a shot because yeah. of Starling Marte and then Gregory Polanco coming up towards the end of his time, which is obviously why uh he probably found his way out. But yeah, I I just thought that like I thought that Jose Tabata was gonna be was going to be a lot better. Fourth outfielder, yes, uh, on that team because we were so excited for that outfield. Right. But before Polanco and before Marte even, like mm-hmm. I don't understand how 106 games was the most he ever played. Right. I felt like there, you know, I don't know. I would have rather had him than Xavier Nady out there. Yes. How did I rather have him out there than a lot of people? Travis was- Snyder. Yes. Got a lot of playing time instead of him. Even like, even Garrett Jones, but Garrett Jones played a lot of first base too. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, man, I just, I don't know how much of this overlaps. Let me see. Maybe last thing's millage. 
Uh, Niger Morgan, maybe? Uh, he would have been mostly <clears throat> center yeah, field. They... But then McLeod was in center, so because like Tabata was not a center fielder, he was going to be in a corner. Like he wasn't that fast; mm-hmm. he was just a hitter. Yeah. I think Jose Osuna kind of reminded me of him a little bit with more pop, but they just kind of yeah. had that same thing where they—I don't know. Maybe their swing was similar. I don't know. Either way, Jose Tabata was my guy. I was kind of—I was really high on him. And yeah, me too. whether it was whether it was he never got the shot or whether or whether he just maybe they just put him in the opportunities that he could succeed in, but Yeah. But we've always been high on Jose Tabata. I just think I just think he didn't get that shot because he didn't have pop and we had some guys that did. Yeah. And we needed to score runs and homers mm-hmm. chicks dig the long ball, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's good. So we do have a couple that we that we're low on. And they proved us wrong. Mm-hmm. And a couple of these are kind of interesting. Actually, all of them. Because they're all good. But, like, I don't think that we all thought they were bad. Like, is I don't, I'm not nah. bringing up a guy that was like, I thought this guy was trash. Right. You know what I mean? So well, you, I, I, you got two of yeah, them. Yeah, I so do have two of them. Ahead. So I'm going to start off with a guy who's just recently gone. And that's Jacob Stallings. It's probably not that much of a surprise. I mean, I've kind of made it a little bit, uh, not that, like I said, not that I thought he was dog water. You know what I mean? Like I just, yeah. I, my comp for Jacob Stallings was Chris Stewart. I thought they were identical, that there's very little power, very like smart players, a really good backup catcher, tall guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's even throw in mm-hmm. the tall guy. You're six foot five and you don't have power or six foot four and you don't have power. It seemed weird. Right. But they were both. <laughs> Good with the pitching staff. They were both good catchers. You know, Chris uh, Chris Stewart did the whole smart hitting thing, and I just felt like Stallings was good in those, like, clutch moments too. So it was, he had a lot mm-hmm. of that. That was yeah. my comp. Um, he's better than Stewart, and he, show, he showed that, especially last year. Uh, he outplayed that comp. I still do think they're similar players. And I don't know that, like, it's not like I believe all of a sudden that Stallings is going to play like Russell Martin did when he was in Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what I'm saying. But I was lower on him than even a gold glove. I just, I thought backup for sure. Yeah. I can get on board with that. My low guy, and, and you kind of, you kind of touched on this. You went to out of your way because Cole Tucker was making his major league debut. Yeah. There was another guy who made his major league debut that day that you didn't mention that you went out of your way to watch him. No. Yeah. I went out of my way to watch Cole Tucker, but I, mm-hmm. as a result, I watched Brian Reynolds get two hits. Yeah. Brian Reynolds kind of, you know, got him in the kickback in the McCutcheon deal. Mm-hmm. We thought Kyle Crick was the big piece on that. Yeah. And, and we um, were also just mad. Yes. And so Reynolds just kind of slipped right in there. He said, "Quietly, uh, guys, right? That's who he is." Yeah, he is super quietly. He just said, uh, uh, "Watch us. <laughs> hey, watch what I can do." Yeah, that's a good. That's a good man. That's good. I mean, not that, not by any means that I think he stunk. You know, again, this is right, what this yeah. is. None of these. It yeah. just didn't realize he was going to be a guy who could hit thirty homers. Yeah, and I feel like he's. I feel like he could do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I felt like it was like, hey, this guy's a pretty good hitter. I mean, he's kind of old, so I don't really know if he's going to be great at the major league level. Or, mm-hmm. But, man, let alone, like, you know what I mean? He could be a guy that you could see playing an offensive part like uh, Neil Walker. He's not the guy. But you could see him hitting right behind the guy and, you know what I mean, adding some, mm-hmm. or right in front of the guy. Right, yeah. And adding some offensive uh, value for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm i with you there, I think. I mean, certainly with you there because you just don't, I mean, like, until we started paying attention, until he started hitting and we started looking back, we were like, this dude's never not hit 300. <laughs> and then, you know, then 2020 yeah. happened, but, it, like, before that, you know what I mean? When you when we started getting excited about him, you're right. I wasn't excited about him. Right. I remember. I actually, me and mom went to that game because yeah. it was like a. It was like there was something going on. I don't remember what was going on. Um, and I called her. I was like, "Hey, uh, I I I'm, I bought tickets to the game. You want to go? I think I I think it was. I think it was right around Mother's Day, right? Because that's what I said. Like this, I'm gonna take you for my, or her birthday or Mother's Day or one of those. Anyway. Yeah. Um, went to the game and I was telling her, I was like, Hey, this, you know, this Brian Reynolds guy is a guy we got in the Kutch trade. So I mean, I don't want to hate him cause we got him for Kutch, but you know, hopefully he's good too. I don't know, but we get to see two guys today mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's starting. So, <laughs> yeah. but it was like, you know, it was mostly, it was Cole Tucker. We wanted to see that. Yeah. That's, that's a good, so you're not like, it's not really like a low necessarily. It's an overlooked and mm-hmm. that's fair. So for me, I was low on I was I was low on Jason Grilly. And I was low like when he started doing well, I was mm-hmm. still low. Yeah. I was like, don't get used to it. I mean, this guy's an old dude. I was like, he just looks like a dad out there throwing. And I just didn't think that it would last. I mean, talk about a guy who yeah. just I mean, he figured it out very late. Yeah. So Jason Grilly was my guy that I just even Good cheese. It was the grilled cheese, and I ended up liking him. You know what I mean? I ended up liking yeah. him, obviously, but it took me a little while. Everybody else started getting high on him, and I'm like, this is just like the – there's a few guys. There's a few guys, and maybe we'll do a list about this, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to make it through without bringing this up, but there's a few guys in our uh, you know, last 20 years that Pirate fans latch on to that I'm like, guys – you're, you're getting the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all guys that you really like. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you like yeah. them. Yes. But, like, they're probably not the best player. You know what I mean? Right. Or or no other team is even thinking about Rob Makoviak. <laughs> but we love Rob Makoviak. Yep. And Garrett Jones and Jason Grilly in my opinion, is on that list. And I was afraid that A.J. Burnett was going to be, but he was a stud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was afraid yeah. that, you know, some of these guys were just going to be that guy that we like, and then he ends up not kind of like, for me, kind of like Jose Tabata. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, uh, maybe not quite as much. Like, <laughs> like Jacob Stallings, like Michael McHenry. These are guys we like to like. Like mm-hmm. Andrew McCutcheon, he made it easy on all of us. Right. Because he had the total package. Yeah. But anyway, these likable guys, Jason Grilly was one because you were like, eh, he didn't look much different than me. I think I could do it. 
<laughs> Every pitch he threw, That's he kind of grabbed the back of his belt, his pants, and just kind of hiked them up. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just like your dad did because he forgot his belt at home. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to pull these up a little bit. Yeah. And then throw the next pitch and then just kind of hike them up again a little bit. Like, that's what he felt like to me. I was very low on Jason Grilly for that that's reason. Yeah. And grilled cheese ended up doing really well for us. Mm-hmm. So, that was fun. Yeah. So, honorable mentions here. And then we'll and then we'll do one more thing. And then we'll get out of here. Honorable mentions. Uh, for me, Pedro Alvarez. I know he was good. But, like, so mm-hmm. many of us remember. Sure, the strikeouts were there. But that's not rare right but so many of us remember the yips and the throwing across the field he actually wasn't a bad third baseman before that no with a great arm couldn't throw it accurate ruined his entire game he fielded everything he still went to first and he still hit 27 homers the one year at first base but it was just rough defensively and it Mm -hmm. and it bothered him and he wasn't a guy that would show you just like brian reynolds wouldn't show you Every once in a while, you see it. Pedro Alvarez is a lot like that. Very quiet, very, you know what I mean? But the dude just Mm -hmm. mashed. He was clutch, had an RBI in every playoff game. I just thought, this guy's going to stick around and hit 30 homers a year for a while. Yeah. And we're not going to trade him like we did Ramos Ramirez. And it didn't happen. Like, once the yips got him, dude, he struggled. got him. And it was a bummer because he's I was a big fan of his. And yeah. I had to defend him for years with some family a, members. Yeah, I was uh, a big fan of him at third base. Like I liked yeah. him at third base. I like the lefty bat at PNC Park and all that. Mm-hmm. So he's honorable mention there. Um one that both of us had was Jose Castillo. Just always thought mm-hmm. he would do more. Yeah. And his thing was like Freddie Sanchez came into the scene and it was, uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, French, Freddie Sanchez was better, but I just, I thought, right. I thought Jose Castillo would click. Mm-hmm. And he was really good with the double plays, him and Jack Wilson. And then they set like a record at one point, right? I think so. Yeah. It was those two. Man. And then one more, you got one more honorable mention. I do. Casey McGee. I thought that was going to be a huge pickup for us when we got him. You know, he, he had two really good years in Milwaukee, and then he had a down year. I'm like, all right, now we're going to get him on that bounce back off the off his rough year, and he never bounced back. No, <laughs> uh, he went worse the next yeah. three years. Like, it, yeah. it kept getting bad. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't, I don't really remember liking that deal, but I don't really remember not like not like You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there was nothing that really stands out on that. But, yeah, so... Now the reason, why in the heck did we decide to do this, right? Other than we've got nothing else to talk about because these guys won't agree on anything. Uh, They're not even talking about it, by the way. Like, all the things that they disagree with, they're not talking about till January. They're talking about other things right now. I forget what I saw that they were talking about right now. I I actually don't even remember. I'm not even going to try to think. I'm really tired. I had a long week. Yeah. I got back. I woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning and we did not get a chance to talk before this. So we planned all of this tonight. It's 10 to 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, uh, not that's not the only reason. Uh, kind of the point in saying this is like you're going to have 
what you think about a lot of guys. There's guys right now, especially right now, we've got so many young guys, so many guys who aren't proven yet. We even talked about Cole Tucker maybe not being done proving who he is. Yeah. Maybe he is, and we just don't know yet. But he's got more baseball to play. But we kind of brought up like the fact that, like, hey, man, we're going to be wrong on guys. And we're going to be right on some guys. I was never I, – I, John Nagowski, I said, this is lightning in a bottle. And I, I ended up being right, but I wasn't right about Yoshi. I said he was lightning in a bottle. I said, this is going to be the same thing as John Nagowski. He'll be gone by the end of the year. And he wasn't. <laughs> he was solid. You know what I mean? He's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He can't play right field, but uh, you know what I mean? He he proved me wrong for that short stint. The verdict's still out on whether or not it was lightning in a bottle, but I thought it would I thought it would have would have faded. It was a bigger if it was a lightning in a bottle, it was a bigger bottle than Nagowski had. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Um but Nagowski uh or I'm sorry, um Yoshi's got more time to prove it, so Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, verdict's still out as far as me. Uh, you could say I'm still low on him. I could be wrong. I could be right. Doesn't matter. Point is, it's all fun to talk about. So, yeah. who do you have? So, so, obviously, that's my guy, right? I'm I'm right. still low on Yoshi. He's my guy right now. Um, that I'm that I'm still low on. I didn't really pick a high, so I need to think of that right real quick. Like, okay. who am I high on? All right, I'm gonna look while you go over your guys. Yeah, um, my low guy I have is is Hoy Park. I think he's gonna get a, a an extended look again next year, but I'm I'm just not sold on him. I I don't I don't see it. Yeah, he come he come over and which which trade? I know it was it was with the Yankees. But I don't know if it, I can't remember if it was the Tyone deal or the Clay Holmes deal he came over, but it was later. So, so it would have been the Holmes deal. Yeah, uh, maybe. I'll let you know in a second if you want to keep talking. But yeah, I just, <laughs> I just don't see it. it was, he just, he just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, um, it was maybe, the Clay Holmes, him and Diego Castillo. Okay, maybe that's a little bit because I'm high on Michael Chavis. And they I kind think of both it is. play the same spot. <laughs> so I I like the way, and you could blame this on the Chavis being fitting that mold as the the Neil Walker type, the Garrett Jones type, you know, Makoviak, maybe. Just looks like he fits that part. Seems to be a hard worker. I like the way he plays. I think it'll play. Okay. Um Man, you know, I don't really have, I don't really have a guy. I guess you could say, um, like, there's still a bunch of guys that I'm excited about. I'm still excited about Travis Swaggerty, uh, you know, hoping that that kind of gets fixed. I'm high on Miguel Yujure. I think he's better than, uh, he dealt with some injuries. I know he didn't throw hard. You don't have to throw hard to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys that we're all high on, Ronzi Contreras, Bednar, some yeah. uh, there's a lot of guys who are uh, who are low on Tucapita Marcano, uh, quite a few who are low on him. So you know Hoy Park, Tucapita, uh, Mitch Keller. The yeah. thing is, is there's a lot of guys that we're low on right now. Now 
I know that we're not talking about, I mean, you could say stall. I mean, man, Anthony Alford, I'm low on Anthony Alford. He definitely could surprise me. Uh, a lot of people are just done with guys like Cole Tucker, but they were, you know what I mean? They were done with Polanco before I was too. Mm-hmm. Kevin Newman, a lot of people were, you know, low on a lot of these guys. People are low on Roberto Perez because he's the guy that's not Jacob Stallings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that doesn't mean that they're not going to... I mean, Jason Grilly ended up being good. His track record showed that he wasn't, and he ended up being good. Yeah. So you never know. Uh, Francisco Liriano looked like he wasn't going to be good. Maybe Quintana will be. Liriano did. We were yeah. low on Liriano. And if you weren't, I'm not sure why. You had no more reason to be low on Le- you had no more reason to be high on Liriano as you did Chris Archer. As you did yeah, Edin- I don't think that's a fair call. Edinson Volquez. I don't think those are fair comps. Why? Cuz Liriano was an absolute monster in Minnesota for a few years. So was Archer in Tampa. Archer was never a monster. Yeah, he was. Mm, we disagree on this. Okay. Numbers, I mean, maybe not as long as Liriano was, but Liriano was also worse off than Archer. Yeah, but Liriano was side-by-side with uh, Johan Santana being able to pick that brain. Uh, I mean, that I'm, I'm not looking at the numbers right now. That's fair, right. but the point is, is both of them were Cy Young votes and falling apart. But Liriano found his way all the way to the bullpen before coming yeah. over, which is what Quintana did. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. However you, however you slice it, the point is, is they both were not good. Yeah. And they both had high pedigree to be good. All three, if you include Quintana in that. And Edinson Volquez, who actually didn't have the pedigree to be as good as either of the three that we just yeah. mentioned. And ended up being really good. And he was good after he left us, too. Yeah. He had a few more good years with some other people. Yeah. So, anyway. The idea is that you can be low on guys that can end up proving you wrong, and that's fine. You can be high on guys that end up not working out, and that's fine, too. And it's still fun to take a look at them. You don't have to be low on everyone just so you can be wrong in the right way. (laughs) Right. It's another argument where I think a lot of people are like, he stinks. You just want to say that so that when he's good, you can be like, wow, that came out of nowhere, rather than being wrong the other way, which feels more painful. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you think somebody's going to be really good, there's hope involved. If you take hope out of it, then it's a pleasant surprise. You put Mm -hmm. hope in it, and then you're just bummed. You don't have to be bummed either. Like, this is all, it's fine. (laughs) It's right. It's fine. Everything's fine. But you're going to be wrong about some people, and that's okay. But it's it's fun to be high and low on people. I mean, not it's not fun to be low on people. It is fun to be high on people. I think you subscribe to that more often. I I more I more often hear you excited about a guy than I do hear you say that guy stinks. Get him out of here. Yeah, more <clears throat> often. You know what I mean. More yeah. often, you're more or less. If you don't like a guy necessarily, you tend to just not talk about him. Mm-hmm. You know what That's I mean. True. This is how I feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I I feel like I'm, I wish I was that way more often than I am. I think there are some guys that I 
I kind of get annoyed. Um, like when, when the Philip Evans, the thrill up Evans stuff was going on. Cause I was like, man, I just don't know if this isn't going to last guys. And I wanted it to. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what made, made it annoying to me is like, why can't I just get on board with this? Cause like the dude's doing well, but I, I don't know. There's just some guys, that, like I said, I've been wrong probably more than as far as like when I'm saying like, this guy's not good, like the Yoshi yeah. thing, you know what I mean? I just was like, this guy's not going to be ever be any good. And he's better than I thought. So, Bryce Wilson's been good f- for me. I'm, I'm, call- I'm, I was kind of like, what are we doing? Yeah, and he's been good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Anyway, that's all. That's what we're talking about. That's our stuff for tonight. Yep. This is what this is what it's a done. Good time. No, it is fun. It is yeah. fun. Uh, but it is kind of like a man. I really wish we were talking about the Pirates roster and what we were doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe it will, maybe it won't. Until then, I think it'd be fun for some of you guys that do send us feedback and that do uh, whether you text us or whether you're uh, whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, send us a direct message or whatever. Tell us some guys that you either are, or give, give me one of each of the guys that are there now or guys that maybe we mentioned or guys we didn't mention that you're, you were either super high on and they didn't work out or you thought, why are we wasting our time and they end up being good? Or guys that you were low on and they left Pittsburgh like the Jose Bautista thing, right? Yeah. Let us know those guys where you were like, man, we really thought this guy was nothing. He left Pittsburgh and ended up being Jose Bautista. Uh, right. You got any other situations like that? Or how about like Nate McLeod? Like we thought Nate McLeod was amazing. Yeah. And how many people in Pittsburgh were so mad that they traded Nate McLeod mm-hmm. and the Pirates were doing it to, to, to make way for Andrew McCutcheon, yeah. which is also kind of goofy. Like, well, we couldn't want him to just play left field. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. but either way, everybody was so mad about the Nate McLeod deal. And, like, Nate mm-hmm. McLeod never figured it out after he left Pittsburgh. Right? He had, like, a half-decent year in, in Atlanta and then... Yeah. Or he had a decent year in Atlanta. He did. And then it kind of yeah. fell apart. In what his three years there, I think we looked up, mm-hmm. but like we all had it, you know what I mean? Like we just had him so high, and he, he his best years were behind him, right? And they weren't anywhere near the stuff that McCutcheon could do, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, let me know who your guys were. It was it Nate McLeod? You know, did you think Nate McLeod was leaving Pittsburgh and winning an MVP? That's what I want to hear. Did you think that yeah. Nate McLeod was on his way to winning an MVP after he left Pittsburgh? I, I would like to know. Because I bet there's people out there who thought that he would have. Yeah, I bet there are. I mean, he was a good player. Mm-hmm. Gold glove, right? Fast. Could hit for Super power. speed. Hit 20-some homers one year or two years maybe. Either way, let us know. Let us know what you guys were low on, high on in the past. And I want to know if there's anybody out there who thought that Barry Bonds was going to, after he left Pittsburgh. That would be interesting. (laughs) They would never admit it. No, they wouldn't. Somebody lie to me and tell me you thought he was going to fall apart. It had to be so. It had to be one of our older, you know what I mean? Like we were kids. Mm -hmm. So we certainly wouldn't have thought it. All we thought was like Barry Bonds. I was five. You were five? Yeah. 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 No, six. 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 
92. Not, yeah, well, yeah. Because it was after the 92 season. It didn't matter. When we were kids, we wanted autographs, <laughs> and he was like, I'm not giving you an autograph. He's a jerk. Anyway, that's all we have. Yeah. Twitter, bridge, number two, Bucktober, all those things. I didn't queue up music. We're going to we're gonna play the same daggum song we started with. Because I didn't queue up any music. Hey, everybody listen and have a good Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's it's literally... Time of year. Look. Wait. Boom. Look at the bottom of the screen there if you're on YouTube. <laughs> uh, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> it will be Christmas before you hear the next one. So this is the Christmas week. Merry Christmas. Yeah. I'm really bad at remembering these things. It's all good, man. You're you're going to be on me on the Christmas thing, though. <laughs> you're always going to remind me of that. Yeah. I love so, it. yeah, I know. Uh, I'm having more fun with it, with the kids. Yeah. I probably spent a little too much money this year. But... It's fine. Do it every year. Yeah. No. <laughs> Anyway, Merry Christmas and let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks.